going to be minute 115 which is going to be uh, from 1 hour 54 minutes to 1 hour 54 minutes and 59 seconds. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Good, good. So this is our last our last day, uh, Friday of Glass Onion Minute. Um, so I'm just going to bring up um, straightforward. I think what we'll do is that the first part of the episode we're going to be just talking about this minute and then since it's a Friday, we will go into spoiler territory and be able to talk about the rest of the movie. Um, but we will, uh, I, I will call it out when we are starting to get into spoilers. So Sounds good. Um, sounds good. Yeah, so this minute, it gets started um, when with, um, he just needed to hide that Duke had shown him his uh, the death. So Duke has, is showing that he know uh, showing Bronn that he knows that Andy is dead. Therefore, since he was seeing Andy, um, or he, since he saw Miles outside of Andy's house, he can kind of put those things together. He just needed to hide that Duke had shown him the death moments before he was killed. Right out in the open, Duke showed him. That changes things, right? It sure does. And told him exactly what he wanted in return for his silence. Numbers like this. Maybe we can talk alpha news. You bet your ass. Come here. <laughs> so what does Miles do? You know, kind of continuing that with the theme of these minutes where it's recontextualizing things that we previously saw in the movie but didn't exact... Uh, or, but... Um, yeah, we, things that we previously saw but are, are in a new context where... You see the scene of Miles, say like of Duke being like, "Hey, look at these numbers," and you see that he showed uh, an article of uh, Andy being pronounced dead, and then Miles going, "Oh, yeah, we can definitely work out a deal for you." So you start you you see this new um, you, the what previously you thought was, oh, you know. He, there's some sort of professional or professional um, milestone or something or of like, oh, I have however many followers on Twitch or I had however many views on something. Therefore, maybe we could get a spot on Alpha News versus a much more um, kind of a devious thing of showing the, the, the death and showing, hey, I know what you what you did therefore you need to give me a deal so it's a little bit it it shows duke as being kind of more smarter and and devious than we kind of knew him to be arguably better being calculating than miles yeah well the way he's very specifically um going hey uh he's able to kind of take a look and say hey you know look at this these numbers and show him that he's 
he he does a good job of 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 being calculating and not you know letting anybody else in know that he is kind of blackmailing Braun um based on like hey I know what you did therefore you're going to give me uh what I want yeah it's and- it's it's an interesting uh kind of contrast between the two because you know up until this point it would have seemed like Duke is more the wild man not really thinking about what he's doing just pure id kind of thing and Miles would be the more calculating type but Duke is planning you know far ahead to, to get what he wants and Miles is the one who's acting rashly and getting his getting his for the short term but not thinking about the next domino that's going to fall. Yeah, it's it's interesting because and there are some of these characters have um kind of particular archetypes and things like that. But uh you really see that kind of deconstruction of it where you you would expect Miles yeah to be more calculating and you'd expect um Duke to be more reactionary especially given given his um his particular content and and things but he he is a lot he's a lot smarter than you might give him credit for for sure yeah kind of kind um, of makes me wonder how much of his you know manosphere dude bro thing is a put on versus you know what he actually believes cuz it's cuz a lot of you know not 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 to go into all that, but it seems like a lot of that is, is, is a, is a grift and a character sort of thing. And then I'd, I'd be wondering how much of that is him just saying, here's, here's the least difficult way for me to get, you know, my, my media stuff going. Right. And I, 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 I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing based off of his personality outside of his kind of manosphere, um, dude, bro <laughs> streaming that he, that there's a grain of truth to that, but how much of it maybe is exaggerated or um, smartly thought out. Like, like when you first see Duke, you see him um, doing, like, re- reacting and going, no, I, like, talking about loving breasts because they uh, provide nourishment, stuff like that. <laughs> something like that, and which is, like, such a, like, kind of patently ridiculous statement, and he he says some very ridiculous things, but is it, how much of that is him versus, I know that this is going to get a lot of views, and I know that this is going to be shared because it's, it's patently ridiculous, therefore, is it going to, is this going to be, um, you know, is this going to be more of a kind of putting on this act of saying something ridiculous and goofy so that people actually pay attention. Yeah. Cause I know, uh, uh, whiskey is, is along those lines of it, it being a, a grift to further the, the media career kind of thing. Yeah. Right. She, like she has very specific asper- aspirations that she has. And, and granted, I think you do see she has maybe a little bit more, you know, genuine, um, concern for Duke than you might, you know, she seems to genuinely like Duke, but she's also proven to be a lot smarter than you really, than she's putting on as kind of, 
the kind of dumb blonde girlfriend who's talking about like, I love my boobs, sorry feminists or whatever. But she, you know, she's she is getting a lot of attention and a lot that she could potentially use to further her own career and her own ambitions that she's using, you know, using her looks and using her, using that to kind of push herself forward. I, I, yeah, I wonder if they're both like, that's, that's an interesting duo where they're both potentially smarter than they give credit for, or that anyone ever gives them credit. Yeah, it would, it would be, if there's an alternate universe version of this movie where Duke isn't the one that is is killed. It would be interesting to see how he would exist as a character in this part of the movie, with you know the the backs backstory being revealed and all that. Right. You know, would he be completely, uh, f- you know, like surprised, or would he be piecing things together? How would he have handled some of these things after he died, or after the character died? It's it's hard to say. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, yeah, so I, that I think I mean after our previous uh, discussion of of Lionel, I think that it really shows just how interesting and kind of textured all of these characters are in a way that you might not necessarily expect early on, and even from a um, an ensemble piece like this. Does he keep a vial of poison in his tooth or something? Is that some rich person thing? No, 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 no. It's just, it's so much stupider than that. It, uh, Birdie, what are the ingredients to your Cuban breeze? Um, vodka, amaretto. Oh, God. And pineapple juice. No pineapple in there, right? Duke, don't dance with pineapple. An allergy. He can't even have a drop. Pineapple juice. He just put... Pineapple juice in his whisket. Very, very cool stuff. Um, and, and some really excellent work from uh, Dave Bautista. Um, I, I, he's, he's such a cool actor that I'm, I'm, I, he's somebody I'm definitely rooting for too. Is it, he's, he's kind of constantly making really interesting choices and choosing cool projects to work on. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for his career. And I think he gives a pretty phenomenal performance here. This is gonna, this is going to be a weird comparison for Dave Batista. He kind of reminds me of Fred Gwynn in that he's got a lot of great stuff that he's done in his filmography, but every individual thing that he's done feels like the big thing that you know him from. No, that make, I, I I think that that makes sense, and I feel like there's a lot of different things that you could potentially do that and. I feel like everything I've seen him in, he he kind of steals the show in in in, in its own interesting way, but also being kind of he from what I've read of interviews and and things from him, he's he's really interested less in the kind of being a movie star along the lines of uh, other people like The Rock, you know, for like wrestling going into careers who. The Rock's more focused on the kind of movie star thing, whereas he's a lot more focused on the kind of craft of acting from what I've seen and and does some really has done some really excellent work. Um, you know, whatever he does, I I had um, 
you know, I have a lot of mixed thoughts about the movie Knock at the Cabin, which came out earlier, but he gave like a ridiculously good performance in that. Um, he carried that movie. Yes, absolutely. Kicking and screaming to watchability on his performance. Yeah, yeah I think I, like I have mixed feelings about it. I, I I read I read the book before the movie, and I, I, you know, there's certain things that I like better or worse. I, I I think that it's a very you know kind of mixed movie, but the performance by him makes it a movie I think people should enjoy just purely because he uh he just completely nails it for every moment every moment of that and he's he's done like i i didn't i didn't see the the blade runner movie that he was in yet although i hear i hear i hear amazing things about him in that but yeah primarily he's done a lot of you know bigger movies like this and obviously the the guardians of the galaxies Mm -hmm. movies galaxies guardians of (laughs) No, it's Guardians of the Galaxies. <laughs> I mean, they could guard more than one galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they could. Um, but I, I feel like somewhere down the line, I, ideally sooner than later, but you never really know. But he's, I feel like he's going to have a really interesting independent movie that he's in that he just completely blows expectations out of the water oh absolutely i think that he he's made some really interesting choices and he's done a lot of really good work but i think that it's only a matter of time when he has some movie that's going to be just phenomenal where he's really phenomenal and he is um potentially even gets some sort of like gets awards consideration or thoughts uh, because he I think he's he definitely has that um he he has the acting chops for sure I think and and fr- from what he said and from some of the choices he's made definitely the uh actor sensibilities to pick a movie like that versus you know where other wrestler turned actors have gone where it's you know i've got to protect you know like my my media image and stuff it seems like he's willing to make riskier choices or or at least isn't isn't closed off to making riskier choices right and he isn't closed off to being in you know variety of things and he is doing he i feel like he's he's he makes some fun Fun choices. So it's I, I'm I'm really interested to see where he goes because he's, um, I I think he's a really interesting actor to watch and everything I've seen him in he's he's pretty perfect. So, um, yeah, very excited to see. He's he hasn't missed yet, even even if it's something like Knock at the Cabin where the movie is a whole. I'm not thrilled about it. He's yeah. never been bad on screen. Right, and and you can't. When you see that performance, you can't even, you know, necessarily fault him for taking that role because he 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 makes it worth it. He makes watching it worth it. He makes watching himself worth makes watching him worth it. So um, sometimes yeah. you you pick the role, you pick pick it for the role, not the movie. And sometimes that can be the really interesting choice. And like I said, he seems inclined to go for interesting choices for the role versus you know what the movie as a whole might be. Yeah, and I, and I think that's, 
I'm saying that's I. I'm personally a fan of that, so um, yeah, I'm 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 excited to see where where he goes from here, and I I think he gave a really really excellent performance in uh, Glass Onion, so always glad to see he, he just did a really great job. Well, especially since I mean I feel like there's so many things with Duke where I feel like you he's all of his like online sensibilities of being this big manosphere guy who's like clearly making this kind of misogynistic horrible content but 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 he's so he's still so watchable in this he's still such a a a watchable presence so i'm glad that they that they chose that yeah which you know a lot of the, the 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 manosphere online stuff they're getting by on exactly that. They are, you know, a watchable, charismatic yeah. individual. Not, not, not definitely not all of them, but you know the the ones that get the most mileage are going to be the ones that Duke in this movie is a lot like. Yeah, totally. I, I, I totally agree with that, and uh, I, I think, but I think he does a he makes that work and i'm a, I, i'm a, just a big fan of his um i i don't know anything about wrestling but i'm like i i i will watch dave batista whatever he does because i think he's great so uh very excited to see more of him and what he does uh, initially you know he's a, a big guy so he was you know initially like oh i'm, I'm the big powerhouse in the group but then yeah. it seems like they realized, oh, he's he's got charis- he's got charisma, and he can be like the silently really cool guy, and yeah. that and that's what he like hit the next level and was like winning, you know, the world title and all that, and and really kicked it into a next gear. So he's he he was a, a significant guy. Yeah, from definitely from what I've heard, but it's 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 interesting how that how that's. Um, the the whole uh, wrestling to actor pipeline is an interesting is an interesting one um, how that how that's worked out but I'm 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 really glad that he's he's found his career that way because um, yeah he's definitely great um, yeah so um, I, I, so at this the rest of this minute is also um, you know continuing to focus on how uh, Duke is killed, or or how Duke is killed, um, and I love that. I love uh, Helen's line of, "Does he keep vile poison in his tooth or something? Is that some rich person thing?" Because it's like I, we need somebody to kind of take us back and be kind of say something like that. Because there are so many moments where you're just like. What is this rich people nonsense that's going on in this movie? This and there, there were there were three good, you know, these rich people movies from from last <laughs> year. It was, uh, this and Triangle of Sadness and the Menu, mm-hmm. and they were all just. I, I I love how all three of these movies just hated rich people. There, it, it, there is a um, that's because I become a. 
its own genre of movie. I actually went um, at at a local convention. Somebody did a, a panel and like kind of presentation about uh, eat the rich at the at the movies, and that it's been being become its own little subgenre of of movie. And I I'm all here for it. It's great. One of Ryan Johnson's movies because Knives Out came out the same year. I mean, Knives Out wasn't as openly like these these people have too much money although there was definitely a lot I of that it, 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 i think it was a little bit more than that it was pretty straightforward of these people are rich and they think that they're these liberal people but then when it comes down to it they're what they're willing this is what they're willing to do to protect their their money and their status yeah i i, uh, I as, as soon as that came out I, I realized i needed to backpedal that a fair amount but maybe maybe yeah. maybe because this one is more openly comedic it just read more because of how broad it is but yeah um but knives out came out the same year as parasite and mm. there was something else that same year i can't think of what it would have been was that the year that ready or not came out was it or maybe it was on a different year you might be right. Um, I'm like, what year did he even? Yeah, 2019. They were all 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, because I, I, I quite enjoyed uh, Ready or Not, and thought that was a fun, um, fun movie that I saw. But there, but there's been a number of various kind of um, the the villain is rich people movies, and uh, it's. I, I definitely agree that Knives Out is maybe a little bit less focused on that um, than something like Parasite because that's basically all of Parasite. Um, but um, it's kind of the same like genre pattern too because there was the the Knives Out movie, Parasite, the prestige Oscar movie, and Ready or Not, the the genre fun horror movie, and now there's Knives Out, uh, Glass Onion, and Triangle of Sadness, the prestige Oscar movie, and uh, the menu, the fun horror genre. Yes, yeah, uh, man, that's like good comparisons right there. But but it's a it's a um, it's an interesting uh, an interesting like like genre. And I think the different seeing both of that wide variety of having um, having a murder mystery that has like the detective kind of thriller elements versus the fun kind of horror-y, thriller-y movie, um, and then the more prestige-type movie, it shows what how many places you can take that kind of a concept. Now I'm really looking forward to when the next one comes out so we can see the other two. I know! <laughs> I know, because I'm like, man, that's a, it's a fun genre. It's a good, it's a good, good move, good thing, and I think that it's, um... It's one of those things that is, whenever it comes out, it always feels like it. It always feels of its time, but it's always it's always relevant. You know, um, having it, movies like movies about the kind of that class struggle about that uh, the ish about the eat the rich type stuff. It is very. It is always no matter what it comes out it's it's always very very timely for some for something or another uh after we have that uh moment of helen as the voice of under 
not understanding rich people. Um, you have Blanc uh, indicating that it's much stupider than that and asks what the ingredients of Birdie's Cuban Breeze and the music dials up, goes hard um, when we revealed that it uh, one of the things was pineapple juice, which we previously established that uh, Duke was significantly allergic to pineapple to the point where he can't even have a have a drop. So, um, yeah, it, it, the minute ends with um, Blanc yelling about pineapple juice, basically. No, it's much stupider than that. Much stupider than that, than having poison. But, I mean, yet again, it's like he's... Uh, He's improvising, but having someone die of an allergic reaction, it's like a, a smarter move than just having normal poison, I think. Um, it's stupider, but it's it works. I don't know. It's, it's less criminal mastermind. Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's more the... the class of antagonist that Blanc is probably used to. Right. He's probably, yeah, he's probably used to the more, you know, kind of criminal mastermind, I've put all these stories, put all these things together versus he just, he knows that Duke is allergic to pineapple. Uh, He knows that there's pineapple juice on his bar car and he goes, all right, let's just put it, let's just put a whole thing of pineapple juice in here and have him drink that so it's 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 yeah it's 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 much more stupid than like a criminal mastermind type thing but also um you know having someone die of of a an allergic reaction is not the worst you know way to improvise yeah i i feel like from blanc's perspective it's a like a step or two above putting something like balanced on top of the door so when the person opens it it hits them <laughs> on the head and kills them yeah exactly or yeah just some sort of basic cartoony trap it's like it's slightly better but he's but also blog is coming from the earlier moments of him being bored and understimulated in uh quarantine so now he's just like oh my god it's like none of this is smart it's just him just purely reacting and not, uh, you know, doing anything, uh, or, you know, not planning or nothing smart. So he, he's just, fr- he's frustrated for himself because he's like, I wish I had something more fun to deal with. Yeah. And I, li- I, I like, there's, there's a couple of different contrasts I really like about Daniel Craig in this part of the, the scene. I like when he's, dealing with more of the the morality stuff like oh you you killed someone and this and that it's it's that's when he's like more somber and serious and he's got that really good look of just judgment and disdain when he's looking at edward norton but when he's dealing with just how disappointing the actual like mechanics of the mystery are that's when he's a lot more animated yeah and there's a really fun I think bookend for the five minutes that we got because you brought up uh, his response to who's trying to kill me with you know no one's trying to kill you 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 know vainglorious buffoon you know the just the very flowery language 
Whereas at this point, he's so frustrated. It's like, no, it's just dumb. It's a lot stupider than that. There's, there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, he, he's gone from the $5 words to the $1 words. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of near the end of the minute. Do we want to move into slight um, spoiler territory to uh, end this off? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I know that just so spoilers from here on out for the rest of the the film. Um, both of us were very disappointed to realize that uh, we missed by basically ten seconds. The no, it's just dumb. Um, so I'm I'm a little sad about that. <laughs> it's such a brilliant one-two bit of dialogue because her. Uh, Birdie's like impressed. It's so dumb. It's brilliant, and his just just completely undercutting it. Like, no, like, it's no. just dumb. He needs to make it clear. No, I am not going to even dignify that with any sort of like anything other than just no. Yeah, he does not deserve credit for any of this. It's, it's very good. Is it? Is that or is it? Is it before or after our, our five minutes when he's like, abbreviate? That's that's not a word. This isn't... The, this... Yeah, I think it's after, where you start, look, you really um, breaking down just how dumb, like, everything he says is. Where he, where, I mean, you kind of notice, I know that I noticed that where you're like... You know, some of those things that he says that aren't words or that he's not making up. But you, you kind of, um, uh, you know, um, accept it as some sort of like, well, you know, he's just this eccentric guy. But it's like, no, he's just doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just making it up as he goes. Yeah. And, and you know, some people just like make up words by just being overly ornate with yeah. how they how they say it, like abbreviate. That is sure. That sounds like it could be a thing that you're trying to get an idea across by saying those syllables together. But that's right. Yeah, I could definitely see that too. Where it's like, okay, it's not a word, but you're trying to communicate something by bashing words together and making it a word. Because I mean, I've definitely done that. Where you where you where you say something and you're like. I know this is not a word, but I'm just trying to convey something that doesn't, I don't know a word for, but you have them all put one by one together and you go, oh yeah, he is really that dumb. And yet he probably very smugly says, irregardless isn't a word to people sometimes. (laughs) Oh, 100%. He's like, you know, there's like a couple things that he is going to be very, very pedantic about, even though you're like, you're like, ah, you probably don't have the right to be that pedantic there. Plus, at Um, least that's in the dictionary, and abbreviate sure shit ain't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is there any other aspect of this movie that you want to talk about? Um, I like that it... between, Between this and the first Knives Out, they're both kind of uh subversion isn't exactly the word i'm going for but they both have an aspect of 
them that comments on or satirizes or subverts. I'll, I'll stick with it because I can't think of the better word. Um, like the, the, the story structure of the murder mystery. Sorry about that. Uh, with this one being just how dumb the plot turns out to be and how much of it is not really a plot so much as him just doing the first thing he can think of or with the first knives out being you, you kind of get how they died pretty early into the movie and the, the rest of it is, I mean, there's an, there's another shoe that drops with that, but I like that they're both, you know, you expect it's going to be, Oh, I'm going to look at all the clues and figure out who, who did it. And then either it's, you know, the, you know, the person you thought was the, the one that dies, isn't the one that dies, but then it turns out it's a whole second person has died or, you know, we're going to figure out who did it. Well, here's who did it. Now they're going to try and cover their tracks while Blanc is on their heels kind of thing. Yeah, it, it does a really interesting job of, um, of, of, of playing with that existing structure of, of a murder mystery, but also kind of also creating a really compelling movie throughout um while playing with that so that's actually one of those things where it'd be interesting to see what um what you know what goes on with that you know where it's like uh uh to see how and if that same sort of level of subversion takes place in um the next movie because it's like he's done it in different ways too so it's it's trying to see oh is this going to be its own new, new different thing or you know we'll we'll see so i mean there's there's definitely a lot of murder mystery tropes to to twist yeah i'm i'm sure there is and and it's and from what i've heard he seems like he is very um knowledgeable of of the of the murder mystery genre so i'm very excited to see you know i i, I think that he certainly can find more tropes and interesting things that he can uh, subvert and look at differently. And I like that the Knives Out movies have kind of risen to prominence. There are more of the other ones than the Knives Out because there's only two of these, but um, kind of around the same time that the the Kenneth Branagh uh, Poirot movies have Mm -hmm. come out, um, because it definitely feels like an interesting parallel between the two yeah definitely it's 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 interesting i really um kind of hope that there's maybe a little bit more or um if if there's more kind of of this murder mystery genre because it seems like both of those are doing quite well um and being successful i mean with glass onion we don't really have the same level of uh of box office because it was only out there for a week and then everybody knew it was going to um netflix immediately after but uh knives out uh was extremely successful box office wise so um you know it's it's interesting to have that you know kind of parallel series of of detectives and uh i know that i i'm i'm positive that Ryan Johnson has a level of inspiration from the kind of the Agatha Christie. I mean, just because uh, for the murder mystery, she's really the kind of prototype of that. Yeah. And especially this 
flavor of it where it's the you know charismatic he's kind of the character of the movie uh, detective yeah but also the story isn't necessarily always focused on the detective it's they kind of run they they're kind of caught up in other other stories yeah yeah i i uh, I, I, I like how Perot is very like the the him being all about like oh he's so smart with how he figures it out is definitely like a big thing of the character but at least with how Brana portrays him and writes him or I don't know if he's in on the writing, but they're, they're his movies, but how his interpretation mm-hmm. of the character is, there's a lot of emphasis on like the, the morality of it. Whereas it seems that that's also definitely part of Blanc, but he, his, his thing definitely seems to be more the mechanics of it. Like the, how, how the mystery like works and functions and all that. Um, Yeah. So uh, do you, have anything else you'd like to bring up about uh, Glass Onion before we start wrapping this up? Destruction of the house, like when when once once he burnt the 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 napkin and all that, like that was a that was a really good, you know, surprising sort of yeah. And it's another th- a thing of him, you know, th- thinking on his feet and argue arguably could have been the most effective thinking on his feet. Although, why didn't he destroy it in the first place? Yeah, it's... Uh, is it like he's keeping it like a trophy or something like that? I don't know. Um, At least consistent, because why did he have the phone in his back pocket still? It's same same sort of... Yeah, yeah, he's... Why don't you do the, the long-term smart thing? And That's not what he's all about, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that that was a, a really good sort of, you know, oh, they've got him. And then he completely undoes it, so they just trash the place. That was that was a uh, a nice bit of catharsis in them leading into them being like, you know what? F this. We're just going to, like, tell the truth and say he did it. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting just to, to see the, you know, more of that kind of the continuation of his... Um, thinking on his feet, but then also um, what it takes for them to finally say, mm, we can't keep going. Yeah, so, and, and, and her weird Popeye's spinach-esque relationship with getting drunk. Very true. That, that was very funny. <laughs> of like, of uh, not drinking and then suddenly being like, very good at it. It's a very, that's nice little touch. Yeah, and, um, I, and I like the, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he's the other actor that's in a lot of Ryan Johnson's stuff, uh, being the the stoner friend who's just kind of on the island. Oh, Noah Segan as Daryl, but it's spelled, but it's spelled D E R O L. <laughs> I just love so much of the like silly things of of him just being like, yeah, he's just this guy who's who he, who he Braun knows, and he's going through some stuff, so. Which, I mean, that's, if I were rich enough to have my own island and I had a friend who was like, hey, I need to, to get away from it for a while. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, just be on my island as long as you need. Just do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I, I like to be, to do that too. So I, 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 yeah, it's, it's a fun little, fun little detail there. Um. Yeah, so it's, uh, I, we're, we're right at the end, so we don't really have a whole lot of 
spoilers, but it's uh, it's uh, oh another birdie I, moment uh, yes. that that is is outside of our five minutes. But I I really liked was when he when her being the twin comes out and she's like, "You told me you had a twin." Ah, oh! and and realize that she's talking <laughs> to the twin. Talking that oh man, I love Birdie. I I I think she's she does such a again. There's so many characters in here where it's like she is objectively a terrible person. Um, she is, uh, like clearly, uh, you know she she has the sweatshops and everything, but uh, she's she's a. But she's she's objectively terrible, but she's just so watchable. Um, so it, it's it's great. Yeah, but I th- I think that's all of the spoiler spoiler sort of stuff that I had. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I um, it's it's been a pleasure talking with you this week, and uh, it's uh, always a pleasure to talk about this movie. It's just super fun. So I think that's all I I have too. Um, to end it this week. So uh, thank you for joining me. Um, this has been a great, this has been a great week. Uh, once again, uh, do you have any plugs or uh, promotions? Uh, kind of the, the same two things. Uh, the uh, TikTok uh, daily D20. If you want to see me roll a, a D20 every day and uh, uh, on, on Bandcamp, I've got at land. That's a A T L A N D for uh, weird, experimental music stuff and uh support your local uh, public libraries absolutely um you can find this podcast at glass onion men all one word at uh twitter or also on instagram at benoit blanc minute all one word and also on threads uh benoit blanc minute um please rate review subscribe on your podcatcher of choice um you can find more of me on uh gaming fix podcast so that's spelled gaming fyx and also read my uh reviews at nintendo world report under my name uh so it sounds good and i hope that you'll come back for the next movie see you for knives out three (laughs) sounds good see you